Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing. listeners joining me now is dave oliveri and i guess my first question is dave where the hell have you been i think you wonder where your co-host has been and a lot of uh, people but uh, earlier this year some things changed in my life and a lot of people know about it but um, back in april i turned 65 but that that's nothing that's i'm still a lot younger than you are so that's uh, i got that going for me but uh, i sold my house and my girlfriend at the uh, of two and a half years char in on vacation while in in July first, which happened to be her birthday, I proposed to her, and that was kind of something we had already had known that was going to happen. Not too big of a surprise, other than when and how. And then I took the big leap of faith and couldn't have a better you know wife than uh, Char and got married. Uh, July 22nd up on top of Mount Washington. So some people knew, some people didn't. So if people hadn't been wondering where Dave's been, that's where I've been. Well, you told me about your dinner. I'm jealous. I mean, that was like a gourmet meal. Yeah, I mean, originally, if we could have done it, uh, it would have just been ourselves and a couple people on the beach in Florida, but it didn't work out that way. So uh, immediate family and a few friends. Uh, one of the friends was, uh, was we were blessed to have them marry us. And then we had a little drink across the street. We got married up on the Duquesne Incline uh, Overlook and had a little uh, drink afterwards and walked up the hill. And uh, Monterey Bay didn't disappoint. There was 18 of us and just a wonderful way to uh, basically just cap off a, a picture-perfect day in my marriage to Char. Well, as we're doing this interview, you told me she's hot mowing the lawn. Yeah, she is. There's a lot of things going on here. I, I, I've moved to New Brighton. I'm in her house now, and we're making some changes, and one of those is a, a pretty substantial deck that I'm building. And I jokingly kid her. I said, I'm going to put a steering wheel up on the wall, uh, of the outside of the house, and that's going to be my classic car sitting on the deck. But uh, <laughs> now it, it's <laughs> you, know, you, you've taught me that well because you look into a room all the time and you say that's your thirty-two, uh, whatever it is. It's, uh, 30, no, it's just, yeah, Donna's teapot <laughs> room is my thirty-seven Chevy. Yeah. So we, we we got those similarities going. Yours happens to be inside, mine's outside. But uh, yeah. I wouldn't change them things. And I and I've been to the races. Uh, people have seen me out the last few weeks. I've been at Lernerville and had an opportunity to head up to Jennerstown on Saturday evening. So I've been there and 
it's kind of funny. All the women give me congratulations, and the men say, what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tyler Harris, uh, he's going to lead off our regular show with all the action from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The thing that impressed me about the most about the track was all the things they did with free school supplies for anybody that wanted to come to the track and just no charge, you don't have to pay to get in, just come and get whatever you need. I mean, think about the impact of that back in the community when when people start talking about, we went to this racetrack and we got this backpack and these pencils and crayons and whatever. Uh, that's a huge hit for the track. I had a chance a few weeks ago, again, upon my return, I was down at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and had a chance to meet Blair and talk with him in the for, for the first time. And I got some good feedback for him. I gave him some feedback of my own. And one thing that we talked about, Don, and it, and it relates to this, is he says two things he really wants to focus on. One is community the one is family. And if you, have, if you can co- uh, put those two together and make them work, it's just such a big, big plus in whatever you're going to be able to do. Let's talk a little bit about one of your interviews, Jake Beganwald. Yeah, you had asked me to, while well, I was up at Lernerville, to interview Jake. And I don't want to ruin it for our, our listeners, but uh, he's a 15-year-old. And I'll share this much. Him and his family live literally right across the, the street uh, from Lernerville Speedway. And he's just... Uh, there's some points that he had made, and he had actually, when we talked during the week, he, he said he had said something about age, and we'll just let the listeners listen to it. And it's just, it's kind, it's kind of amusing. You know, 15 years old, we're living the life. Lernerville. And I also, I also had a chance this past Friday to head back up to Lernerville Speedway, and it was championship night, and and most of the couple of the divisions were pretty much already secured and there were some that it literally went down to the last few laps and uh, the first one of those our champions was AJ Flick and that was his seventh and I go back as to when he won his first one I think it might have been like 2015 you know coming from a a pro stock and uh, it's just He's had a remarkable career. Almost had the picture perfect night. Uh, they had a makeup feature, and he won that one, pretty much going away. And in the second one, uh, he was uh, trying to chase down, you know, Ryan Smith. And uncharacteristically, uh, AJ made a little mistake, got the right rear over the the cushion in three and four, and took a slight tumble. And uh, I was all expected to go down and, and talk to AJ and congratulate him on his season. Seven wins at Lernerville, 13 overall. I think that's what he has this year. But there's a time and a place. And when I was down there, I, I made a phone call to you. And I said, I know you'd like me to talk to AJ. I said, but uh, this isn't the time and place. And the next day, he actually put a post up on his Facebook page. He was a little disappointed in himself and uh, for not really wanting to talk to too many people. And he shared that with everybody. So, you know, shout out to AJ. Even when, you know, you're not in the best of the mood. You're still being a true champion. You have to know when to hold and when to fold. Um, I, I got a kick out of your interview with Rex King Jr. when he mentioned that his dad, when he doesn't come to the track, he's in his recliner in his underwear watching the races. 
You never. And that know. one kind of caught me off by, by guard. He's, he's had some, you know, health issues the last couple of years, and he's just you know taking it easy. And but the funny part of the whole interview with Cooter is he says, as much as it's tough on the track, he's got five kids. And he, I said, why? I said, good heavens! I hope there's no more. But uh, he says they're running around like everywhere. And he's, you know, thank God for my wife. I'm, I, they kind of keep them in line. He says, you know, especially with you know his brother. You know, Russell being able to to set the car up because he says if I didn't do this, I'd probably be out maybe once a month. Yeah, good interview. People are going to love it. Uh, Michael Norris. And then, yeah, I had a, a little had a chance to talk to Michael, and that was one of the, the races going in. Michael had a two point lead. He gained one in the heat race because both Tyler Dietz and Michael were in the same heat race, and. Uh, Tyler started on the pole, Michael threw a 10 and had to start 10th, and slowly worked his way up, and then there were some cautions, and I think they really helped Michael out, and I had a chance to talk to car owner Joe Corrado afterwards, and I mean, this this is his first championship with Michael, and I think Joe maybe had between Alex and other drivers maybe another half a dozen or so, but uh, Michael, the class act that he is... uh, we, I asked him to do some things for me, and uh, when I sent the uh, recordings to you, I think you got a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I liked it when he uh, offered me uh, happy birthday wishes. He's just such a he's such a great guy, very polite, mild mannered, just really something. And you know, he's got good uh, heritage. His he's got two his two grandfathers, Dave Norris, who actually I raced with him a couple times in the senior series, and his other grandfathers, Terry Lilly, and we used to have uh, weekly meetings at McDonald's. Terry was a former state trooper, so we had a mutual admiration society there for Michael and his racing. Just uh, yeah, Speaking of birthday wishes, uh, uh, your son Donnie had sent, uh, while we were up in the media center, uh, a little a video of your, your, your birthday celebration. I thought they might have to bring the fire department because there was a lot of candles on that cake. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> hey, what can I say? Hey, one of the other champions, Tyler Dietz, uh, he was a little disappointed. He thought he had a shot at two titles, but uh, he definitely had it covered with the uh, pro stocks, and I want to congratulate him for having an excellent season in the pro stocks and in the late models. Yeah, he had an opportunity, Don, and I saw it in the Learnerville press release. It goes back to 1982 where there was the last time, and it was Blackie Watt, where they actually a driver had two championships in two different divisions in the same year. So he almost did it. And again, like you said, congratulations to Tyler on both the championship and the pro stock division and finishing second to Michael in the late models at uh, one heck of a year. Fans, we're going to need to take a break here. Dave and I will be back after a couple of words from our sponsors. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. All right, fans, we're back. Dave Oliveri and I. Dave, let's pick it up where we left off. Again, going back to Friday at Lernerville, uh, good uh, good friend, nice young man, Christian Schneider. Now, it's not to get confused with Chris Schneider. Uh, he brought out uh, a tribute 56 car to his grandfather. He had won earlier this year in 
Chris Schneider's uh, car that had 56 on it, but this was his, and he had lost the motor in the beginning of the year, and this is a car that he's built. Now, the interesting part is everybody kind of gets this mixed up. Christian Schneider works for Chris Schneider at s Chassis. <laughs> so that's kind of like a tongue twister at times. But uh, on a limited budget and just... And I know you go know Christian probably since he was a baby and, you know, his family. And it, it was good. He, like I said, he doesn't have a big budget and to, you know, run the race that he did and win one in, in honor as his grandfather. It was a special night for Christian. Uh, we got a message from uh, Mercer Raceway, and we have a short interview with Matt Williamson. He picked up the... Uh, the memorial race there on Saturday night, and Howie Bayless has some comments from Jennerstown Speedway feature winners Zane Farrell and Dan Campbell. Yeah, Matt Williamson, they call him Money Matt, and uh, he sometimes, like I said, he goes out and runs. He runs three different cars: his, the three car, the eighty-eight, the Buzz Two car, and when he can come north and there's a BRP race or there's a higher paying race. Uh, it's not really too far from him, and from where he is just across the border in Canada, above Buffalo, it's still a good probably four hours to come for him. So congratulations on Matt. When Matt comes to Western Pennsylvania, he's always a fan favorite. I want to talk about something that uh, I'm concerned about. Uh, the uh, Tri-Cities for sale, Knox is for sale, and Mercer's for sale. Now, people are going to say, well, how do you know Mercer's for sale? Well, I'm good friends with Bill Altman, the fellow that's holding the mortgage on Mercer, and uh, Mr. Michaels wants him to take it back, and Altman's not going to do that based on his age and and his uh, health situation. But some things that that are affecting a lot of racers. For example, uh, Jennerstown Speedway, the Masters Car Cut, in 2019, they had 37. 2020, they had 35. 2022, they had 29. And this year, they had 17. Now, one of the effects of that is tire costs. Now, it's not too bad at Jennerstown. Uh, it's $195. But on a sprint car, the right rear tire is $360. And Dan Kerriger had mentioned to one of my sources He's got to quit at the end of the season. I mean, they could afford to race, but not with the cost on these tires. And think about it. Let's say someone runs three nights a week, and they want to win, and they need a new right rear tire. That's $1,000 just for tires. And that's not counting the other tires they may or may not need. Most teams don't need a left front. But a dirt late model tire is $250. You want to win, you're going to need new tires. And then most tracks at pit fees, $35. So let's say you got to get in and four your crew do the math. I think the roll through the gate at Lernerville, it's expensive. It could be a lot of money. On top of that, Don, you have to put uh, motor, or, or not motor, but uh, fuel in your hauler, right. whether you have a toter home or pickup truck, these toter homes get probably four or five miles. So it's probably costing you another, I couldn't imagine a toter home. I'm guessing $300 to fill up minimal. and Or maybe if you have a you know small pickup truck, it's close to $4 a gallon now. Uh, you weigh in that. And, you know, I commend some of the trucks like Lernerville, and they're, they're, they've had to increase their purse for these drivers because, 
it's not so much that the tracks are charging the extra money. It's just everything goes up where, you know, from a racetrack standpoint, maybe the food that you sell, like I know when I go to the grocery store, it's an eye opener right now. And like I said, these, you know, racetracks like Tri-City uh, and Mercer, they try, and also uh, Knox, you know, they tried, but you know, there's that thing from Field of Dreams, build it and they will come. Well, I know up in uh, Knox, they built it and they didn't come, and unfortunately, that's why they had to shut it down. Yeah, yeah, it's a oh, it's a sad situation, and I don't see how the the costs uh, are going to get any lower. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have to be enamored into what you do, love what you do, because. Unfortunately, no matter what hobby you have, you know, even if you go golfing, and I'm not a golfer, I know what some of these people are paying for drivers as a set of golf clubs, and you have green fees, and if you join a country club, so it's all about the same in, in different things. You go to a concert, now tickets are $200. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Toter Homes, and I wanted to share with people, last year before he went to Florida, Mason Ziegler stopped out at Zarin Truck and Automotive. They went all through his Toter Home, and he had a really good trip. No problem. So anybody else out there with a Toter Home, and they're taking a long trip, you might want to call Jim out at Zarin Truck and Automotive and have them take a look at it. Because you don't want to be stuck halfway between your home and Florida and have to go somewhere where they don't have the quality work that Zarin has. You know, speaking of sprint cars, Brandon Spithaler, or I think it's Spithaler now, the 2000 Learnerville Speedway Sprint Car Champion, has got seven wins, running on the All-Star Tour, running on the Fast Series, having one heck of a year, Don. Yeah, and you know, he's all over the place. I suspect that he'll be coming down to Pittsburgh for some of their special shows. And just a great guy. You know, this isn't a uh, multi-million dollar team. It's just a guy with a couple of decent sponsors and a really good driver. Well, I think in, in, in talking to the drivers since I've been back, you know, Mason and, and Michael Norris and, you know, AJ, we ha- and, and Brandon in the, in the sprint car division, we have some really good local talent. And, it, you know, given a chance to go out and, and show their where some of these guys can do it, it's just that in today's, I think, a society or the way things are, uh, and it's no different in NASCAR, and, and you can relate to that a lot better than I can with your situations. But um, if you don't bring money or you have a you know a sponsor, uh, your rides are going to be far and in between. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're coming up on another break. I'm glad that you're finally out of the witness protection program, and it sounds like you've got a wonderful wife that's spoiling you. Uh, any closing thoughts? Anything else we need to cover? No, not really. It's just uh, the only thing I can say is we're you know approaching the end of August. Uh, some of the tracks are shutting down. You'll see some specials. So in the month of September, and if there's anything in October, go out and support your local grassroots racing because again, this is your last chance you're going to see unless you you know head down to Charlotte in November or you know until we go back to speed weeks in February. Okay, Dave Oliveri, I thank you. You have a nice evening. You have a good evening as well, Don. This is the Banker Bob Trot for this evening. There have been many times in my life where I've met someone, and I just knew from the very first moment that I wanted to spend the rest of my life without them. 
The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, fans, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. A very, very busy night uh, this past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, but it was perfect. Uh, just about as perfect as it can get. And a uh, really fun show, really exciting, and I'm, I'm happy to be talking to you about it here today. Well, the thing I'd like to kick off with, because I am so amazed about the potential to get more people involved at the track, and that's the school supply giveaway. People are going to come up there to get things for their kids that have probably never been there, and it's a brilliant idea. Let's start with that. Yeah, yeah, and the cool thing is, is no purchase was necessary. You know, if you needed if you needed school supplies, we weren't going to charge you admission tickets to come get the school supplies. Just come up, get what you need, and if you want to go home, go home. If you want to stay and watch a race, you're more than welcome to as well. Uh, so it wasn't a fact of trying to use that to, you know, get some advanced ticket sales or anything like that. But uh, ultimately, the first giveaway, the planned giveaway on the 12th, didn't go so well because we had some severe weather in the area. It downpoured uh, as we were giving stuff away. So I think that kind of kept some of the people away. But it didn't keep the people away this past Saturday because people were coming and they received their items. They were very uh, gracious. 
and we were happy to do it. I think we have some supplies still left over, but what we'll do is we'll carry it on into the next year, and uh, we'll continue to build this up for an annual thing every year. So we look forward to seeing what next year has in store, and as we continue to get more invested in the, our local communities, it's just going to continue to get bigger. So we're real excited about the future for that uh, particular event. Try to imagine the talk, the chatter, back at the schools when one of the parents says, wow, where'd you get that neat backpack? And they, they explain what happened at the racetrack, and it's going to generate a buzz in the community that uh, it, it'll be incredible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the hope. You know, obviously the, the biggest intention is just to do the right thing and, and, and give to a, a good cause in, in a way. You know, times are hard. You know, it's the economy isn't, you know, in the best of positions right now, although it seems like it might be getting a little bit better. But, you know, families, if they're struggling, we just want to have some sort of an outsource for, for somebody in our community to to have what their kids need to go to school. You know, even if it's glue sticks or scissors or pencils or pens, it's whatever they need, we just want to make sure that the kids don't go to school unprepared. So uh, we're happy to provide that to them. I'd like your thoughts on the Hindsight Hustle. Yeah, the inaugural running of that event, uh, that was presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service, which, as a lot of people are coming to know, is the uh, business that Blair Crest Jr. has, and that's what he has helped build up over the past decade. And um, after purchasing the racetrack, he wanted to integrate the businesses together, and he wanted to know what we could do. And uh, we decided, well, let's do something special for our Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model drivers. And this is where the brainstorm kind of came in Uh you know, we thought 20 lap features are normal. Let's do two 20 lap features, 2020. Let's pay $2,020 to win for uh, the winner's share. So we'll split that in half, 1,010 for each feature event. And um, it, it went off really well. It, we wanted to create a little bit of a unique, different format for this event. And uh, something with, that Vince Lude came up with, a smart idea, was let's see if the hard charger can't pace the field and set the tone for the second uh, A main feature event. And uh, I tell you what, it proved to be uh, detriment or not detrimental, but it proved to be uh, very good for Tim Schaefer because he started 22nd in the first A main, drove the car up into ninth, and then took advantage of that role and started on the pole position of the second feature. We invert eight as a result of the spin wheel. And uh, Tim Schaefer took advantage of it because he drove that car, led all 20 laps, and won the second feature. So uh, it proved to be uh, beneficial for Tim Schaefer because uh, the hindsight hustle was certainly in his favor. And he admitted in victory lane, you might hear the interview here in a little bit, um, about how he wasn't a big fan of that format. But it proved to be in his favor for this one. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, what's it like to be calling a race where a guy is winning in a late model that just came back, or he's a former winner of uh, the the biggest sprint car race in America? I mean, that's got to be a challenge to try and uh, not mix the apples and oranges. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said in victory lane with him. I said, boy, you just got off of, out of a sprint car in Knoxville, and here you are at Pittsburgh in a rush late model. So talk about two different worlds. And uh, But he just he just loves he loves racing that rush late model. He thinks it's so much fun. Um, he said the sprint car just kind of comes natural to him now after so many years of racing them. And that's, that's definitely understandable. But when you got a guy like Kyle Lucon who's in the field, the all-time winningest rush late model driver at PPMS, who wins the first feature, 
Uh, and you know he's coming. You know he's going to be there. It's just, it, you know, if you're in Tim's position where you've led every lap to that point, you got to be wondering, okay, wh- where's the lead pack coming? You know, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Schaefer was able to, he was able to, I mean, he's been there before. It's, it's not like it's, uh, you know, different or strange to him. So uh, that veteran uh, prowess of Tim Schaefer proved to be beneficial for him. And Kyle Lucon did a great job. I think he finished second in the second feature as well. So all around great racing for the inaugural running of that event. Wonderful. What else you got for us? Well, that event, too, I mean, the racing was great for the Rush Late Models, but, man, the pro stocks, the hobby stocks, they put on a show, and it was actually funny between the uh, pro stocks and the hobby stocks. They say lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place, but the Catalysis has proved that to be wrong because coming out for the pro stock race, Nick Kachuba led all 14 first laps of the A-Main feature event. Cody Catalysis passes Kachuba on the last lap to claim victory in the pro stocks. And then wouldn't you know, Logan Gatellis does the same thing in the hobby stocks where Steven Sheltman leads the first 14 laps and Cody, or rather Logan Gatellis makes the pass in turn number three on the very last lap to take the win in the hobby stocks. So not only was it a last lap pass in both divisions, but it was a Gatellis who did it. Uh, so, you know, it just kind of goes to show you that anything can and will happen in the sport of dirt racing. Do you have a problem keeping all the Gatellis's situated on who's who and calling the right names when you're calling the race oh yeah oh yeah because you have to be specific because Cattell at one point logan and jonathan Catellus were battling with one another for third position and you had to say here comes Catellus." well <laughs> which Catellus <laughs> is it so, yeah. uh, uh. i think it's a little bit fun and then sometimes they swap out um for example gary Catellus was in the uh 2k car uh, the car that Jonathan Catellus raced last year at one point, and he raced the heat race, but then Todd Weldon jumped in the car for the feature. So sometimes you don't even know which Catellus or which crew members under behind the wheel of the car. You just kind of have to use your imagination. It's a great, a great group of racers, the Catellus family. Yeah, I mean, long, long-term. Uh, I mean, they've been in the sport for longer than I've been alive, much longer than I've been alive. So uh, it's always good to have families like that that are involved in the sport the way that they are. I understand there's some big open-wheel races coming. Yeah, yeah, some big open-wheel races two weeks from now. It'll be the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series. Uh, that race is going to be presented by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive Plus. The Rush Sports and Modifieds will be there as well. We look forward to having them back with us, too. So a seven-division show on Labor Day weekend, Saturday, September the 2nd. Uh, but the week before that, too, it's a big show for two of our uh, normal TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. Our hobby stocks will, competing, will be competing in the Wee Willie White Memorial, which is the second leg of the Stephen W. Johnson Memorial Triple Crown Series for the hobby stocks. And then the four-cylinders, the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four-Cylinders, will be competing in the Dole Before the Shootout, which is presented by the Merrill Lynch Realty Group. Uh, and how that's going to work is the uh, drivers are going to be competing for an inflated purse in the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four-Cylinders, but the winner of that event also gets an automatic provisional into the Sport Compact Shootout coming up in the month of September. So some big implications on the line for the uh, Sport Compacts, the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four-Cylinders. Fans, Tyler and I are going to need to take a break, hear a word from a couple of our sponsors. We'll be back after these messages. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. 
Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, listeners, we're back. We're talking to Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, let's keep going. Yeah, so as I was talking about before the commercial break, there are some big races coming up at Pittsburgh. Uh, the month of September is a big month for us. It's jam-packed with tons of entertainment. Uh, and, and, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention free military and first responder night on Saturday, September the 9th. We have a huge event planned for that. Um, and, and we welcome all first responders and military members, whether you're current, uh, retired, active, um, whether you are a first responder, EMTs, police, firefighters, doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners. If you're on the front lines of those who are in need of uh, emergency medical response, we're happy to have you at our racetrack free of charge. Just make sure you bring your proper identification and enjoy a night of racing on us. That is such a nice thing for the track to uh, to do that because those people never get the proper thank yous that they need. Right, yeah. And it's kind of overlooked, right? They're there when you need them, but um, when you don't need them, you, it's kind of in the back of your mind. You don't think about it too much. But nights like uh, around the September 11th time, it's where it starts to kind of kick back close to home, even 20-plus years removed from 9-11. Uh, it's still fresh in our mind, and we don't want to forget that. And, um, you know, we're coming off of the pandemic still, and, you know, obviously some of those workers had it real rough uh, in multiple as- uh, facets of that, and, and we want to just continue to, to thank them for their efforts. So um, we're going to have a couple of bounce houses up there for the kids. We're going to have some carnival games for the kids as well. I think we're going to have a touch-a-truck with some of the emergency service vehicles on display and we look forward to that event. I think we're going to do a Chinese auction as well uh, with some give- items to give away uh, that fans can put their tickets in for, maybe some silent auctions as well. Uh, all of the information for this event is available on our website, ppms.com, and you can purchase your tickets now in advance. You know, some of the drivers there have a way of egging you on to get you to do some crazy stuff. Do you foresee the possibility that they might want to get Tyler into the bounce house and film it? 
Oh, yeah. You know, I'll definitely get in the bounce house. I already <laughs> volunteered myself for the dunk tank, and I told everybody, you don't got to go to SeaWorld to see Shamu on September the 9th. You can just come to PPMS and <laughs> put me in the dunk tank, and you get the same thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to be the circus clown once in a while. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and be that person. And, uh, hey, if it's, if, I, I'm, I'm willing to accept my own humility once in a while, so I'll, I'm willing to do what it takes. Well, something I learned many years ago in Florida at the workshops, Don Martin would always take us down there. We are not in the racing business. We are in the entertainment business. And what you do is a big part of entertaining the people at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, that's the name of the game, right? You got to keep the kids happy, and I'm happy to do that. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's why we're there, the fans. I mean, yeah, the drivers are one thing, of course. You got to be able to provide a place for them to come and race, but uh, if it weren't for the fans, none of this is possible. The drivers aren't being uh, recognized and notarized, and, and uh, the fans are the pre- reason why we keep doing what we do every single week. So, um, and, and, you know, I didn't even mention it, Don. We have kids' bike races coming up this Saturday, August the 26th, too. So, uh, the kids finally get to be part of the action rather than sitting in the stands and watching, which is fun in its own right. But now they get to be a part of the action this Saturday, August 26th. Uh, so kids between the ages of 3 and 16 with a bicycle, uh, a non, uh, just pedal bike, no electric power, no gas powered, and they have to have a helmet. No pre-registration needed. Just show up with your bicycle and your helmet ready to go, ready to go, and and we'll get you on Dirt's Monster Half Mile and get you get you going. So I'm um, looking forward to that as well. I think people would be shocked if there was any way of looking back at how many of today's drivers were in bike races at their favorite track. Colton Walters is one of them. I I yeah. talk to him. I work with him and. Uh, he always tells me about how he can remember doing kids' bike races at Lernerville Speedway. I used to do kids' bike races at Lernerville Speedway, and uh, it's, look, look what happens. Uh, you become lifelong racers because of it. So it is events like that that are so important in so many ways. Even for the kids that decide that they don't want to get involved in racing all, all that much, it's still just a nice little uh, nugget of fun for the kids. Now, I noticed the car counts were pretty good, but was there anyone – that uh, hadn't had never been there. That kind of jumped off the uh, chart, and you said, "Wow, what's what's he or she doing here?" Was there any really outstanding new person there? Uh, not off the top of my head. Some people who don't come all that often, uh, you know, will show up and 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 you know make an impact. You got guys like in the pro stocks, like Brett McDonald, who will make the tow from Saxonburg and show up and race. Unfortunately for Brett, this past Saturday did not go so well for him. He wasn't able to make the uh, feature event there. But you never know when those like rush late model touring guys will show up. Uh, for example, Garrett Paw from Elkins, West Virginia. Uh, he's won before a few times at Pittsburgh. He was there this past Saturday. Uh, and any time the drivers like that show up, uh, you got to keep an eye on them because you know that they're going to be a tremendous um, factor going into the features. I like the 2020 way of lining up the second feature, and it creates a lot of interest to people. You know, a straight-up start – that's what it was, but uh, that's not always the most exciting part of the race. But the fact that Lucon was on his way, I'm sure the fans were kind of on the edge of the seats. Yep, that's exactly it. You know, the invert, I know the drivers aren't a huge fan of inverts. I totally understand why. But from the fan perspective, that's where things get real interesting because you know that guy just won the first feature. 
You know he's going to want to do it again, and he's got some work to do in order to do it. At the very same time, though, that invert could have been zero, and Luke Kahn could have started on the outside pole, and who knows what may have happened. He may have ran away with it because he didn't have to make up so much distance to get back up to Tim Schaefer there. So um, anything can and will happen. That's the fun part of that event, and it keeps the fans interested, and they stuck around to the very end to watch both the late model features. So um, I think it was a success overall, especially for the first time running it. Um, we'll take some notes and see what we can't come up with to improve it, or it, maybe it doesn't even need improvement. Maybe we'll just keep it the same as it is. Okay. Any closing thoughts? Is there anything we have missed? Uh, I just want to remind everybody, of course, that we are very active on social media. You can follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. Uh, just search PA Motor Speedway for that. Also, uh, check out our website, ppms.com. It has all the information that you need. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention, Don, the 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series coming up on Saturday, September the 30th. Also, they will be joined by the Rush Late Model Touring Series as well for the two nights of the Bill Hendren Memorial. More information about that event is available now at ppms.com. Tyler Harris, I thank you. Excellent report. As always, you have a nice day. You do the same, Don. Thank you. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. Be sure to check out Victory Lane at the end of today's program. We have information there from Lernerville, Jennerstown, Hummingbird, and Tri-City. I think you will enjoy it. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. He leads all 20. Let's hear it for the Steel City Outlaw, Tim Schaefer. You were just in Knoxville in the Red Zipper 49X, and you're right here at Dirt's Monster, a half mile. You get everywhere, and you get to victory lane here tonight. Congratulations, Tim. Oh, thank you. Just uh, what a great job on the track, man. I haven't seen it like that in years. I mean, Blair and the guys are doing a great job here. Uh, it's awesome. You know, just... Uh, Thank my guys, man. They they worked their butts off, you know, the last couple of days. Uh, thought we were gonna get behind, and uh, turns out we're standing up here. 
Not an ideal performance in the heat race, but in the first A-Main feature event, you take advantage of the Hard Charger Award. That puts you on the pole of tonight's second A-Main, and you ride it home for 20 laps. So the Hard Charger paid its dividends. Uh, it definitely did. Uh, it was pretty neat. You know, I was probably one of the first was bitching about it, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, it worked out for us great. Uh, you know, we we worked our butts off getting up through that deal. You know, it's, you got to be aggressive, but then you got to be careful too. And it, uh, you know, it paid off later. So I'm um, just happy for everybody. It's helped me. Uh, um, greater pit audit body. <clears throat> oh, you got Kendrick's Lounge and um, Chambers and Burgery. I mean, they do a lot for me. You know, they, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be standing up here, honestly. And, uh, and this makes it fun for everybody. And let's talk about the difference between 410 sprint car racing and crate late model racing here at Pittsburgh. Uh, you got to have some sort of a divide there whenever you have two very different facets of racing in such a short amount of time, too. Yeah, well, I just got to tell myself it's either a wing or a roof on top. How <laughs> you enter in a corner. But uh, these cars are a lot more complicated. Well, I guess sprints are, too, but I've just been doing them forever. And this is more fun for me because, you know, I'm learning all new things. And uh, the setups are totally different. And, and to stand up here, it, you know, it's my appreciation of uh, all the hard work I put in it and try to figure it out. You know, and it seems like I'm starting to. We're getting there. But uh, that, that car was really good there, you know. And, um, I mean, you had some good cars coming, too. And I just couldn't make mistakes. So what do you think? You got two nights of the Bill Hendren Memorial coming up for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. Can we expect 45 car in attendance for? Yeah, actually, uh, that's on my schedule to be here. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can have another night like tonight. You know, other than heat race, but you know, that's just racing. Stuff's going to happen. Uh, um, it is what it is, and uh, it worked out for us later. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time for the Steel City Outlaw. Let's hear it for Tim Schaefer. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. He's out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Your first A-Main feature winner. Give it up for Kyle Lucon. That's uh, that's some Powerade. That's Powerade. Well, thanks for the shower, buddy. And uh, you get a nice run for you there, right up to the front. An A-Main feature event victory, something that you're very familiar with, but your first visit to the newly constructed victory lane. <laughs> yeah, I got a little lost here. I totally forgot they put this in. Uh, it's awesome what they're doing here. Uh, you know, you can already see the improvements. You can see the extra fans in the stands. It's this, this place is getting back to how it was when I was a little kid, and uh, I feel bad for Ben there. He uh, he kind of got running a little uh, dirty by that lap car. Uh, he didn't do anything. The lap car just chased him down the whole way down the back stretch. But uh, I guess sometimes you got to be better lucky than good. So 
Well, I, I, it's got to be good to be lucky, though, because you're very good here. Unfortunately for you, we might have an invert here. We'll find out with the spin wheel. But nonetheless, you just proved that you can make your way to the front if need be. Yeah, they said something about the invert was only going to be eight. The highest one was eight or something for a second one. So I figured no matter what, I can start better than what I just now did. So we'll uh, go back, try and make even a couple more changes, and uh, see if we can do it again. Another 20 laps to come. That first 20 laps, though, was tough. You had your hands full with this heavy, heavy field of cars for the Rourke Automotive Rush Late Models. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what sitting in a lineup area, somebody come down there like, just don't mess this up. And I was like, I don't know we're going to get too far in this one. I mean, all those guys up front, they're pretty tough. And uh, the track's super fast again right now. Uh, hopefully it slows down a little bit for the second one. But uh, honestly, I mean, uh, Nico was running a little bit higher there. A couple other cars were running higher. Uh, Mike Ruff was too. So uh, I was a little surprised we weren't all totally glued to the bottom like we usually are when it's this fast. So uh, hopefully the second one will be just as good as the first one. People you want to thank for getting you here to Victory Lane tonight. Uh, first and foremost, my dad. Uh, without him, none of this is possible. Uh, Brad, Centerline Motorsports, uh, he brought me on board. Uh, last night was our first race. We went up to Lernerville and uh, Brad's been a, a big help here just in the last couple weeks, uh, getting my head screwed on straight with some other stuff and and uh, giving me an opportunity of a lifetime, hopefully, and we'll see where that goes. But uh, just uh, uh, Daryl, he come out, my cousin, uh, Brian Hutchko, he's, he's been busting his butt trying to help me with some stuff, and I've been helping him out, and I'm not sure exactly where he ended up, but I know he was running pretty decent there before I got by him so uh, just everybody comes out uh, true form race products uh, race one uh, catalytic combustion ML performance a seller race where uh, I think that's about everybody but if I'm missing anybody big thanks to them too all the fans like I said coming out and supporting this place and it's been a lot of fun here so here comes the interesting part where we get to spin the invert wheel here. We've got a lucky fan in the stands. What's your name, buddy? Uh, Vinny. Vinny. I'm sure it's a zero. Well, Kyle, Luke, Kyle Lukon wants a zero. What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. Well, let's find out. Let's put it on the car here. We'll get you a stable surface. Do you think Do you think it's there? All right. Let's see it. What's the Eight. Oh. Kyle Lukon starts ninth in the second 20-lap A-Main feature event. What do you think, Kyle? How's it ninth? How's that work? Because the Steel City Outlaw Tim Schaefer was the hard charger and sets the pole. I got you. Yep. So, well, you got your work cut out for you. You did it once. You can do it again. Good luck to the second one. Yeah, we're going to give it a shot and see what we can do. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's A-Main feature event winner. Give it up for Kyle Lukon. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. It's a Catellus party down here in Victory Lane. Cody Catellus getting his Victory Lane photos in the car. 
You can check out Catellus Racing on YouTube and Facebook. They're very active on social media. And he's climbing out of the car. You can cheer him on. Let's hear it for Cody Catellus. Cody, your third win of the 2023 racing season in the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks here at Pittsburgh. You were in third, you were in second, you had to battle your way forward, and you led the most important lap, the only lap you led, but it got you here in victory lane. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was a good race. I, I found that bottom there and was able to roll that pretty good. Just had enough laps. Uh, fell a little bit short last night, but uh, happy to capitalize tonight. Feels good. Takes a lot of work there in the heat races and in the feature event. You said you found that bottom line. What helped you find it? Uh, just mo just moving around on the racetrack. Um, I knew they put a lot of water down there earlier, and uh, you know I tried it out and it felt good, and we stuck. So I was able to keep a lot of momentum up. But I uh, got to give a huge shout out to all the help uh, this week. My dad, my pap, uh, Todd, come out. Unfortunately, we wasn't able to get his car uh, in the feature tonight. But uh, all my brothers, my girlfriend. Um, shout out to Joe and Michelle here for coming out. Uh, just everybody else that helps out. We appreciate it. Nick Achuba, you showed Nick Achuba your nose there with three to go. Did, were you a little bit afraid that you may have showed your cars a little too soon? Um, you don't think about time. You just want to get to the lead. But, uh, I mean, he ran me clean. Me and him got a lot of respect for each other. And he, he definitely could have uh, chopped me a, a lot more, you know what I mean? But he definitely ran me with respect. There he is right there. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But, uh, no, you know, me and him have a good relationship. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I appreciate everybody helps out. Hoods Up, Quick Loop, Top Care, Long Care, um, Anarchy Customs here tonight. They got this thing on a rail. Uh, Cam Oil, uh, Jeff Henry. How about that green car? Uh, yeah, Jeff was wondering why we haven't had this car out. We, we haven't ran this car in about a month. So, uh, glad to have it back. But uh, everybody else helps out. Thank you. All right, now to see if Cody wins an extra $100 courtesy of Mr. Magic Car Wash. Where's my pool? Where's my pill puller? Here he is. All right, buddy. Now's an important job. What's your name? Jackson. Jackson. How old are you, bud? Seven. All right, you're going to pull a pill here, and we're going to see what driver takes home an extra $100. He's a two, so Nick Achuba takes home an extra $100 courtesy of Mr. Magic Car Wash. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner, Cody Cotellis. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Murderville Speedway, and joining us is the driver of the 410 Sprint, 3J, Jake Begenwalt. Jake, welcome to Rapid on Racing. It's always nice to see young men such as yourself get involved in racing. Uh, you're, I think you're 15, going to be 16 shortly, so you have a background, and let's just, you know, tell the listeners, because... I think a lot of our fans don't realize that, you know, you're only 15, but you could be racing for 10 years, and a lot of people in different divisions, so let's just, this is an opportunity to, say, to tell how you got started, and then your progression up to where you are now with the sprint car. Oh, uh, yeah, I um, started in 2018 with uh, go-karts at Blanket Hill. Had a lot of luck there, uh, battling with Levi Yoder, good friend now on the super late models, and uh, moved up to junior sprints at uh, Blanket Hill. Had fun on that championship in that. Then we moved to the uh, Junior 600 Micro at Blanket Hill championship in that. Moved to the adult class, and uh, now we're in big cars. 
when you know when you raise Levi, and I've known Levi for quite some time, he had one heck of a career. And I was talking to your dad earlier this evening, and he said, you know, you were finishing second to Levi, and that that's no shame because he put a he put up some numbers that were like literally legendary up at Blairsville. Uh, yeah, he got about. I remember the one season he had 40 wins on uh, the season, so pretty happy to be behind them. So you, you jumped into a junior sprint, and from a go kart, the handling is completely different. Go kart, you're lower. You probably were actually at some point, unless you're on an open junior sprint, you you were probably going faster in the go kart. But just to get the feel of the sprint car is a little bit different. And that didn't have a wing on it, so but which you feel going into a turn and different things I'm sure it was a lot different than the go-kart and you seem to adjust to that pretty quickly oh uh, yeah it definitely helped with uh sprint big sprint cars because you know wheel spacings and uh all that so it was it was definitely a learning curve but we made it happen and then you went up to Blanket Hill, and that's you know that is a little bit bigger than your normal go kart track. And then you went into you know some of the different divisions up there, like the uh, what you say the two seventies or it's, uh, 600 micros. the six hundred micros, and those have a little bit of power on them. Uh, yeah, they got a Jigster six hundred in it, so uh, they got usually they're making around like one hundred and thirty horsepower. So it was a big jump from the uh, junior sprint, and uh, wingless was a lot of fun in them, but the wings really cool. Well, the, the wing from what we would always say is, I don't want to say it's a little more forgiving because you have that, especially in a full-size sprint car, you have those two wings that give you that downforce. When you have that open cockpit, big tires, the handling is completely different. So you did well there. So I, I was talking to your dad, and he said you had a pretty good career, even though it was very short in that division. Uh, yeah, we did. We got a couple wins, championships, so definitely a real fun time in them. So then you, your, your dad goes on, you guys make the decision. Now, listeners, this is the interesting part. Jake and his family, uh, you could probably, uh, if you had a good arm, you could probably throw a couple footballs uh, through the field and you'd hit Lernerville Speedway. So you're literally, you know, your dad told me when... You, you guys moved here. He was aware of Lernerville Speedway, but to have it literally in your backyard, it's got to be pretty neat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some nights you hear him, some nights you think they're uh, in a different state. But we came here and uh, figured out that I fell in love with it, so we're here now. So, so now you're into the 410. So you ran a few races in the 305, and even though the cars look the same, that that less horsepower the handling from the gentleman that i talked to that run the 305s it's a different feeling and then plus the power is substantially less than it is in a 410 uh yeah 305 is more of a momentum game so it's uh pretty difficult when you're trying to race with someone else and it's a bitey track because there's not much horsepower to get them going Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jake Begenwald, and he's a 15-year-old 410 sprint car driver that he runs at Lernerville Speedway. Jake, as you make this progression now, it's been, you know, almost eight years now. Do you feel that when you have success in the other divisions and when you come to something that's totally new, such as a 410 sprint, or it could be any other division here at Lernerville, the learning curve is steep. This is something that, you know, I've, I've watched you, you're catching on quickly, but, you know, sometimes when you have success and 
you know what your limitations are. You're just hoping to, you know, you get you improve each week and you keep the car in one piece and, and you do well. Uh, sometimes some drivers have a hard time adjusting to that. Oh, yeah, it was a really big learning curve with, uh, you know, the track and just the prep and everything. Like, just just uh, a lot of time and effort in the garage. Well, you know what they always say, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. What do they say? Uh, races are won in the garage. Yeah, that's correct. So what you do during the, the week makes your success on Friday. Earlier, I had a chance to see you talking to, you know, A.J. Flick, and A.J. is a great young man, six-time champion here at Lernerville, probably going to win another one. His career path is very similar to yours. He started out at go-cars. He ran a few years in the in the pro stock division before he jumped into the sprints, and I want you to tell the listeners, you have shirts for sale. Your slogan on the back of the shirt, I, I think it's it, it's descriptive, but yet it's brash, but I think it's what you want to say. Uh, it's uh, yeah, we do sell T-shirts here at the trailer, and uh, it's, uh, it says "Making my idols my rivals" on the back. So yeah, AJ Flick's a big one. Really respectful man. Uh, glad to be racing with him. Did you ever have a chance to meet Tim Schaefer? Uh, no, not yet. But we bought shocks off of him. Yeah, Tim has a go kart track too. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Ever race at Tim's place? No. No. Yeah, those guys do it for fun. Yeah, here's you know here's a Hall of Fame, and I I did an interview with Tim last year, and here's one of the best of all time in a, in a sprint car, and he went into a four or a great late model, which is a completely think different than he ever drove before and he told me this the differences that he went from you know sprint car to that and now what you're doing so you know jake i'm sure this is a dream of yours and you're already at such a young age into probably a class that you're going to hopefully stay for years to come and i I had a chance to meet your mom and your dad and i know they're a big part of your racing i I asked your mom if uh she made you nervous when you were racing and she says no he's more he says she's more nervous when your dad was running the vintage grand prix a couple weeks ago uh yeah uh it was pretty nerve-wracking but um she believes in me uh everyone does here so yeah so other than your mom and your dad i i, I see there's some gentlemen uh that are helping on the car and you know your dad told me who they are so this is a chance to you know let the listeners know who's helping you know the uh, 3j car Oh, uh, yeah, big, biggest thing here is uh, mom and dad. Can't do it without them here, you know. Huge, huge help. And uh, got Josh Hartman, Bobby Fugate on here. Those are my main guys. You know, Chubbs, we call him Chubbs. His name's uh, Jeremiah. He, he comes when he can, but uh, his kids race go-karts as well. So Saturdays are kind of filled up. And then we got Steve and uh, Howard. There's another, there's a couple people else that come in, but on and off. There's, there's a lot of space that's on the car. Do you have any sponsors that you'd like to acknowledge? Uh, yeah, we got D. Augustine Construction. Uh, is that right? Fishing Charters, uh, Fairhope Holdings. We buy houses, and uh, that's that's about it for now. But I'm um, trying to get some more on for the ride. In, in talking to you and your dad. Uh, as I'm looking down a little bit down the pit road here, I see a bright yellow holler. You look like, well, maybe that's someday we could have something like that. But uh, your car is, you, you love the color yellow. Uh, yeah, well, funny, we kind of uh, bought our cart. It was uh, actually, we, we almost kept the same paint scheme as it was from uh, 
the guy we bought it from, and it was yellow, blue, black, but we put orange numbers on it. And uh, the yellow just sticks out really well, so I figured, hey, we'll keep it. Such a young person, young career. How did you come up with the three? Obviously, you know how the J is, but why the three? Uh, my favorite number was four whenever I was a little kid. But then uh, my sister also started getting into racing, and her favorite number was three. So I figured, hey, it'd be cool to both have the same number. So what does your sister race? Uh, she ran go-karts as well, then junior sprints with me, and, uh, she's, uh, still on the 600 micros, has, hasn't raced this year, but, uh, hopefully soon to get into the 305. And yeah, take a little bit of time to spend with, uh, Big Bro, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, other than that, uh, plans for the rest of the year, just to come to Lernerville, maybe some shows at Mercer, if it permits, and just to get more seat time to get yourself more comfortable? Uh, yeah, we're going to try and get as many 410 shows as we can. We're kind of out of the points for National Rookie and 305, and uh, we said screw it almost. So we'll make the rest of the Mercer shows and uh, maybe a Latrober too. Well, Jake, myself, and Don back in North Carolina, we thank you for taking time to join us on Rapping on Racing. And it's a very breath of fresh air to see young men such as yourself continuing to make the sport grow and we wish you best of luck the rest of the year all right thank you yeah number one cochran has created a new way a faster way an easier way to buy a car now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Juke George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. 
we're in the pits after the race and we're talking to tonight's feature winner, Rex King Jr. Cooter, not only did you win the feature, you won a championship. It's your third. It's been a while. I think you won one in 15 or one in 18. And I would have thought you would have had a couple in between it, but I think it was that guy from Canada, Williamson, that uh, stole a few from you. Yeah, oh yeah, Matty came down, and uh, I always joke with him. I'm good friends with Matt, and I always joke with him, and I tell him, yeah, you come down on the West Penn, we showed you how to race. Then he started winning all them big money shows. But, uh, no, he came down and won him a few, and then we haven't really raced every race for the last two, I think it's last two or three years we've missed at least one race here. So that always kind of hurt us on that deal. Um, we're just busy, five kids, businesses growing, stuff. We're always just busy, so, no, it Definitely feels good to get another one here. I didn't know that was my third, so that's cool if that's true. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good season for us. We were there, though. You know, did everything you needed to to win the points. We we're in the top three every night. We didn't have a boatload of wins, but you know, at least we ended up getting it at the end. But, you know, but sometimes Cooter, it's not always. It, it, it's nice. I was interviewing Michael, uh, our late model champion, and he had four wins, picked up one tonight. But a lot of times when you win a championship, it's consistency. It's those seconds and thirds. They might, you know, back in April. April and May, you might not remember that, but you know you had a little bit of a cushion coming in tonight, which makes it a little bit easier. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't really know what we had for points coming in or doing whatever um, until today. Someone told me about it, and I don't know what a heat race pays, and, and I have no idea. You know what it is? Is it one point per car you pass, or that's in between? You I have no idea. But uh, you know, having a 20-point lead sounded good coming in, or whatever it was, so we were okay with it. But just in case, for the heat races, it's 1.10 nine all the way down and then for the heat for the feature it goes 30 then drops by two then after 10 it drops by one but you know sometimes as a driver you don't want to know those numbers you just your job is to go from point a to point b and, and if, like you said that you know if you can pick up the win along with the championship it's icing on the cake sure and that's it too you know if you i come here focused to try to win every race you know i'm i try not to crash i try not to crash anybody and i just try to win you know and and that's, uh, we've got a couple of them here this year, and a, and a lot of good finishes show that, so that it worked out. You know, it, it kind of evens out over the course of a season. You know, you have some nights that you thought you'd be good. You know, tonight with all the rain that we've had here in the last couple of days, everybody thought we'd have a heavy down track, and it was it was slick. Yeah, no, and it, it was it was really good. It was, excuse me, it was smooth. It was not the fastest, but we still carried some speed, which is nice, and that makes for better racing. You know, the, the, as, what these cars cost now, you can't have hammer down wide open tracks all the time. You're going to break motors, rear ends. Everybody builds these things so expensive, so lightweight now to try to get the biggest advantage we can. Um, it, it's hard on cars. So tonight was a perfect night. Danny has been doing a track here for however many years. He knows exactly what he's doing. Will he have a bad night? Of course he will. Everybody does. But, I mean, I can tell you this track's been damn consistent the last three months we've raced here and we couldn't ask for anything more than that you know all throughout your you know your career you've, you haven't raced with your you know your dad's been on the shelf for a while and I'm, I'm sure that the camaraderie of you know having your dad there with you week in a week out's a little bit different but generally you have your brother with you yeah yeah my brother comes a lot um, when it, you know when he can without his other guys that he's racing with and it does you know I miss racing with my dad you know just the input of him if I think my car is doing something
something, I'll ask him. I said, hey, does your car feel like that in the heat race? He goes, yeah, it did. And then we can work together and change stuff. And that's, I think, Will Will Thomas and Garrett kind of have that going on right now. You know what I mean? And that definitely helps because it gets you more feel to the driver, to the crew, to the setup book, you know. Well, it's always important, especially from a driver's standpoint. I know when I was a car owner, my vision, what I saw out in the track, isn't what the driver saw and, and vice versa. But then be yet to have your dad there. And, I, you know, in the times I've talked to, like, a Hudson O'Neill and had Don O'Neill to be able to say, okay, well, this is what I think you're doing wrong. When you have this wealth of knowledge that's been there for years and years, you can take that and say, okay, and process and say, maybe I need to make some changes. Sure, exactly. And and then you have different driving styles. I tend to drive a little bit different than my dad. Like, I have a good feeling if my dad was racing tonight in, in top condition, he probably would have been the one in victory lane because this was a track for him. You know what I mean? It, it's, uh, it's very tedious. You know, you can't be hard on the gas. He's very good. He's a smooth driver, especially when it gets slick. My dad's always been really good on the slick tracks, and uh, I think this would have been one that he would have stole from us, but uh, we definitely always learn from him and, you know, bouncing things off each other. You know, I'm sure back in Bristol, well, the phone call came, and I'm sure mom and dad got a big smile on their face if they weren't watching it. Yeah, I'm sure they were watching it. He kind of likes watching it on TV, you know, sitting in his underwear and the lazy boy. He said, that's a lot easier than driving damn near two hours to go see it. So, no, I'm sure he was watching, and I'm sure, my, I don't have my phone, but I'm sure there's a missed text or a missed call, so I'm looking forward to that. This is a chance to, there's a lot of uh, team members that help you out and sponsors that you make, help you go up and down the road all the, you know, throughout the year. So this is your chance to give them their shout out. Yeah, my, definitely my brother, my wife, all of my kids that come and they run around the pit area like heathens and animals. Uh, Bob Bachman. Uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Gay, Evan Dawson, they're, they're my three main guys. Uh, my tire guy, Ed, he doesn't really come to the races. He's more of a shop guy. He has a couple jobs, and he does tires for us. He does a great job. Uh, and all the sponsors, man, I, I have so many that have been with me for so many years. And the ones that haven't been with me, they were with my dad. And we, we incorporated a lot of those on my car this year and, and the end of last because dad hasn't been racing. And I just can't say enough about them. I mean, I, we have everything from Pennsylvania to Ohio. We have a couple from New York. You know, we just we have a great group of people and we just can't appreciate them enough. I think one thing I'm learning to appreciate is I'm, I'm talking to some of the drivers. Last week it was you know, Mason Ziegler, Hank was Michael Norris. You guys work for a living. I mean, you don't do this on a professional basis. And, you know, Michael says this is great for him to, because it's in his backyard. It's a little bit of a drive for you, but there's not a lot of places to run the modifieds here. So I'm, I'm sure you know, in a real world, you know, it's nice that your brother can work on the car and you can take care of your business and, and your five. And, uh, yeah. you know, that, that, that that's a full-time job just into that. You know, if you have to work in, you know, 12 hours a day is enough that you come home to those five. Yeah, and that's what I just made the comment a few minutes ago. I probably would be able to race maybe once a month if I had to do it all on my own. You know, I, I got great people that help us and support us throughout the week. Work just checking nuts and bolts. You know, that that's an hour and a half job to do it right. And uh, knock on wood, we haven't had anything fall off or come loose or any any issues due to that. You know, just something as simple as that. You have a guy that you trust to do that, which is so it sounds very minute, but it's it's a huge part of the operation. And uh, yeah, I definitely I just can't say enough about him. And, and like you said, we do work you know i'm sure michael's the same way he's got good guys around him and uh you know if he had to do it all on his own he'd probably only race half as much as he does now i mean it's and this racing's not getting any easier people are better people are faster people are getting better shocks and setups and everything they're racing more so they're learning more you know especially us guys like in the modifieds we're kind of hung here you know lernerville some mercer some sharon and then our 
our traveling BRP tour, which is great, but it's not like we can go anywhere in a three-hour radius and, and hit four tracks. We just don't have that option. So I definitely big thank you to Lernerville for keeping us on the card uh, for the past however many years it's been now. Definitely appreciate that, giving us a place to race. Well, Cooter, again, congratulations on your, your third championship and on the victory tonight in your cha 2023 championship. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're sitting in the 10 holler after the race and we're talking to Michael Norris and Michael, what an end of the season, 2023 point champion, but on top of that, if you want to put a little icing on the cake, feature winner tonight. Yeah, I mean, starting off the year, we didn't really even intend on running for the point championship. We just... This place is so close, and it's so convenient for me and my crew to come to. And, you know, they upped the purse, and, you know, it's not where we all want it to be, but they tried, and we wanted to support oh, yeah. We wanted to support that. So, uh, I don't know. We, we we had a really miserable first couple races, honestly. Just just poor luck, and we didn't really finish that well. And we just kept, we just kept coming because we just – I love the track, and like I said, it's close, and uh, we run well here. So we just kept coming, and the next thing you know, we – you know, in a tight points battle, and it's like, well, we went this far. We might as well see if we can get it. And the season's in ups and downs. I mean, you've won two track championships. I think they were back in uh, 17 and 18, something like that. And, you know, you were on the tour for a while. And then, like you said, it, it, it's tough for the fans to understand sometimes that you want to commit to a racing weekly. But until the purse has got a little bit better across the board, you have to venture out. And you got to do what's best for the team. And a lot of times, you know, you would drive, literally drive past Lernerville on a way to a another track and and that's happened but like you said early on it was a season's if it could have gone wrong with the 10 car it did it's just like and it's one of those things from a team standpoint you have to sit back and okay where are we going how can we recoup from this and slowly but surely as the season went on and there were you know weather played some factors we lost some races and that enabled you like you said you didn't want to be into a points race but you ended up you were there and then you had to finish it yeah that's i would love to go out and and hit the ulms races and do more lucas oil racing and you know because joe has the equipment i mean he's he's given me awesome stuff and i feel like i'm I'm in it a couple years too late, you know. We're we're getting really involved in the business, and uh, my wife and I are expecting, and it's just life. Congratulations! Thank you. And uh, life happens, and we just can't race as much as 
you know we used to and it just you got to choose so i mean I, why not choose to come here you know joe's joe's cool with it and i'm thankful for that he lets me go wherever i want and he has the stuff ready to go and i definitely feel like i've i've beat on his stuff a little harder than i needed to but uh he's he's been awesome all year and uh like i said i i'd love to venture out but that this is my home you know it's so close and i can work a full day friday come here and race so it's you got to pick and choose your battles and right now we're picking lernerville it's kind of funny michael i had this same exact conversation last friday with mason ziegler mm-hmm. you know mason's in a situation not everybody has an opportunity to be a professional race car driver you know you have a business mason has businesses he's got a young girl you know you got one that's coming and when you are into that things change things change for me this year i got married so life changes yeah well thank you and uh you have to seize the moment. Like Don Gamble always says, you can't put time in a bottle. Right. And we remember Michael Norris as that young teenager, but you're not that young teenager now. You're still a lot younger than I am. But it, it's those situations where if you want to take a night off, and, and Mason alluded to this, he's got great car owners. you got a great car owner in Joe Corrado to where if you say, well, Joe, I really don't feel like racing this weekend, yeah. he's going to say, Michael, that's okay. Yeah. Well, what's important to me is I love racing, and I love the legacy of Lernerville, the legacy of racing. But to me, morally, what's more important is, you know, the, do you want to be remembered as a as a great race car driver, won everything all over the place, or do you want to be remembered as, you know, a good dad or a good husband or, you know, a, a good, you know, management position in your job? You know, just you got to pick and choose. and. You know, you gotta. You can't have your cake and eat it too. We can think of every analogy you can about racing, but it just life happens. And uh, well, I can relate to that as a as a you know as a car owner when Russ Dunn and I raced, and he had young kids coming up, and you have to make that decision. It's painful sometimes, as to where you know when your daughter or son's going to be five, six years old. Yeah, maybe you might want to do racing for a while, but then, like you said, when they want to go out and play sports or do something, Michael can't be two places at the same time. Yeah, and I, I've got to race a lot of places, a lot of places I never thought I would race. And uh, I got to live that full-blown race car, you know, racing for a living lifestyle. And, you know, I realized that I don't know if it would be for me, you know, to be on the road every single day. But I sure as heck enjoyed the heck out of it, you know, and was thankful for it. But it Well, just, you were young, you weren't married. Yeah, and it, I was married. Well, actually. was married. First year. First year. Oh, wow, well, I was... <laughs> Well, I missed that one. Yeah, no, she's been so awesome through my whole career. As as everybody knows, it's tough. I mean, this sport is, it's it's the imaginary ex-wife or whatever you'd want in the room. It's just you're constantly fighting, you know, fighting it, and it 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 makes stuff like this so special because it uh, you really have to earn it, you know. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Michael Norris, and he captured his third Lernerville Championship. He's now been crowned the 2023 Lernerville Track Champion. Michael, in victory lane, I heard you give a lot of thanks. And, you know, I know over the years that I've gotten to know you, that family is high on the list. You give them constant praise, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, your brother-in-law, your sister. Those are all important people, and they will always be important people to you. Yeah, I mean, probably the first people that come to mind is my dad and my grandparents, especially my grandfather, uh, Dave, and and my, my pap Lily on the other side. I mean, we could be having the worst day at work, 
every piece of equipment's broke nobody's coming in this that and the other and so you're ready to go for friday you know and that that's a lot of the reason we did come to because my grandparents can't go to a lot of the races and they come every week and sit in turn one and two and i know they're your biggest supporter absolutely and uh, i almost forgot them in victory lane and like i said they they pretty much bought me my first car and you know i remember my grandma bought me a motor one year and it just they they live breathe eat sleep racing they always have and uh they're definitely my biggest supporters by far and and my dad has taught me everything i've known as far as racing driving working on stuff and uh you know this this is all for him because he he was never fortunate enough to have good stuff you know and sometimes i always when when we started getting decent in our family stuff i always wanted hey why don't you take it out you know you need to drive this thing no 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 i'm not driving it and i I always wish he would have had what i had and maybe he could have done more than what he did but that's history and we can't change that it's funny when i was talking to mason last week and he gave you an ultimate compliment. He says, Michael Norris is one of the best wheelmen out there. It's just, if Michael Norris was on the national tour, you know, he, things might be a little bit different. But again, and you've chose to stay home, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, in a year that's had ups and downs, it culminates with the championship. Uh, I'm sure down the road we're going to see you at the, the Pittsburgh. I know that's one of your favorite tracks. And you just had success a couple of weeks ago, you know, in Nico's car. But uh, just you know, to wrap things up, let's acknowledge the the people that help you, your crew. Obviously, it's your mom, your dad, your grandparents, but the other guys that help you and your sponsors. Um, my wife Jesse, um, Dakota Brueggemann. He's my brother-in-law, basically crew chief. I mean, he helps me so much and. Uh, I can't thank him enough. He he goes to bat for me with his wife. I probably cause him a lot of headaches, so thanks to him. This one's for him. My Uncle Bernie's been doing a lot. Um, Cody Burgad, Mike Domino, um, Matt Keys, Timmy, Christie, um, Lojack Yamaha, Blue Mountain Energy, Helltown Brewing, Optimal Transport, Integra Shocks, Rocket Chassis, D&D, Millerstown. Um, I got so much support and help from so many different people it's it's overwhelming like i don't know why people would want to help me you know but uh it it really comes full circle when you when you can accomplish what you set your mind to you know well michael it's always a, a pleasure to have you on and it's always nice to talk to you after a win let alone a points championship so congratulations on both of them best of luck the rest of the year yeah thank you i gotta say happy birthday to uh don gamble he's been such a huge part of racing in this community and if it wasn't for him publicity like this probably wouldn't be around so happy birthday now, him and your like, grandfather, I think they shared quite a few breakfasts up uh, up, up at the Eaton Park or something. Is that correct? McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I'm sure they're there like every morning. You know, that's the that's the Natrona Heights hub of everything and anything going on. So thanks to all of them and thanks to my whole family and thanks to you guys. Again, in, enjoy the rest of the evening. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. 
If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through JW Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither JW Cole Advisors Incorporated or JW Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of JWCA, JWC. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. Be sure to check out Victory Lane at the end of today's program. We have information there from Lernerville, Jennerstown, Hummingbird, and Tri-City. I think you will enjoy it. Up next is some Victory Lane interviews with Eric Westendorf at Lernerville Speedway. Buddy, I know you wanted more tonight. I know you wanted that late model track championship, but seven feature wins, a fourth track championship, you've got to be proud. Yeah, it's definitely our best season that we ever had, uh, so there's nothing to hang our heads about. I mean, no shame in finishing second to Michael. I mean, he's one of the best dirt late model drivers here, you know, in history. So uh, no shame in that. Uh, Wish we could have pulled it off, but uh, super happy and proud of my guys uh, for the year that we had. All the sponsors, crew, family that makes it possible for you to be down here. Seven feature wins here, another win in the late model. We've had a great season. Who all makes it possible? Yeah, it's definitely the crew. Uh, couldn't do it without them. It takes a lot of work getting these things, uh, you know, ready every week. So, uh, big shout out to all my sponsors. Thank you guys so much for believing in me and uh, giving me a chance to even make having you know this opportunity tonight. So, uh, I got to thank uh, Fox Trucking, Moody Sales and Service, Doherty Motorsports, uh, Dan DeWalt Cement Finishing. Peluso Roofing, 955 Automotive for this awesome uh, engine that I've had for the, uh, the last two years. Just been unbelievable. Uh, Kip Johnson Upholstery, uh, CR Welsh Notary, Integra Racing Shocks for everything they do for me. Uh, so congratulations on another feature win. A wise man once told me you got to want what you have, not have what you want. I know you wanted that track championship, but next year's another year, and you just keep getting better in that thing. So keep digging. Unfortunately for all the stock car guys, that means i got to do this again next year. <laughs> Congratulations on another track championship. Four-time Lernerville track champion and a seven-time feature winner here in 2023. I've been another big hand for Double Down, Tyler D. With that, also bittersweet, Fab Four Racing has come to an end for the 2023 season. On behalf of the entire Thompson family, I want to thank Gary Heeman for helping out, calling the Modifieds tonight, Let me get all my stuff together for six features on championship night. A heck of an effort, so I appreciate Gary's effort. Appreciate all of you coming out here to the action track tonight and all of you watching on Learnerville TV live on the Dirt TV network. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio, video, lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Griffin,
Stretch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're in victory lane after tonight's first pure stock feature, and our winner is number 56, Christian Schneider. Christian, we talked back, I guess it was end of May, first part of June, and at that point, you know, you were running some races with Chris. You won here at Lernerville, and you said you were had the car that you built over the winter, but you didn't have, you, you hurt your motor, and you had some relatives who were going to help you, some people, and you said, I'm going to put it together. Well, I'll tell you what, I watched you lead all 25 laps, and it was a dominating performance. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's 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 very humbling to beat people like, you know, Chris Schneider and uh, Dietz. They're obviously great, but um, without, like, my Uncle Dale, Kurt, uh, Chris himself, uh, Neil Tristani, um, I forgot to thank A.J. Pulljack and Victory Lane. He helped me a ton, like, uh, just... Got the motor in as soon as possible, helped me out with everything, cost, went over everything. I gotta thank him. Um, there are so many people I need to thank, like my girlfriend and stuff. I just I just would not do that with do this without them. So I am very humbled and I am so I'm I'm just speechless. I'm I'm so glad I got the win for my pap. Um, it's a tribute car, so the 56 is my pap's old number, and he passed away last year, so it's a tribute car, and I'm just I'm just ecstatic. You know, when you're the leader, Christian, you don't really know what's out there. And like you said, you know, Chris and Tyler had to start a little bit in the back, but you know sooner or later you're going to see the double zero or the 55, and you just hit your marks. It seems like you're really strong on the high side of one and two, kind of bring a little bit more through the middle for three and four, but as the race got along, I, I think the advantage that you had, you could see you had, and it went caution-free, and that right. doesn't happen very often. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to search for a line. You know, you, you look, obviously, you want to see the lighter brown stuff. You don't want to go into darker, like, you know, slick stuff, but um, at the beginning of the race, you know, you don't know where to go. You know, you don't know where the best best lot like like the uh, line is on the racetrack so yeah you got to search around and then hopefully I, I kind of like look over my shoulder and see where everyone's running a little bit you know a little bit of a, like a little strategy but I'll give you a hint there's a big tv screen up there you can look at too. Yep, there is yeah that's I didn't even realize that yeah dang yeah I always tell you this stuff see I need to be coach you some more I know you do you mean my personal trainer but uh, you know when we talked earlier you, know, you weren't even sure what your racing season was going to be. And now to have two wins, one in a Schneider car, well, also another Schneider car, yeah. one that's your actual car, yep. has to be a good feeling. So with that being said, let's take a moment to acknowledge your sponsors and your crew. Yep, like I said, my Uncle Dale Schneider truck, my pap, my grandma, um, Valley Electric, um, Butler Truck Parts, Neil Tristani, um, obviously SS Chassis and Supply. Um, yeah, without all them, I, I, wouldn't, I would not be here. So with that being said, uh, plans for the rest of the year? 
Uh, I'm kind of on a very limited budget. You know, it's just me fronting the bills, and obviously, you know, my family helps me and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to try and run as much as I can. You know, I, I, I love to get seed time. Obviously, seed time makes you better. So um, with, with my pocket is, is basically how much I'm going to raise. So. Well, again, hopefully if anyone's out there, you know, give uh, Christian a shout. But again, congratulations on win number two. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, joining us now is Sprint Car driver Brandon Spithaler. Brandon, how are you today? Good. Pretty good. I understand that uh, you were a perfect husband and you took your wife out for her birthday. And I guess the big question is, did she enjoy it? Yeah, she had a good time. Good. I hope so, anyway. Well, I'm guessing since her family was in racing and you're in racing, is that where you met Nikita? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, basically at Lernerville. Yeah, well, her dad was a pretty good driver back in the day. I think he ran number 23. Uh, Do you ever hear any stories about his racing? Uh, Yeah, around around the dinner table or Thanksgiving or something like that. Yeah, we definitely, definitely talked. 
Yeah, he was a good guy. We had a mutual friend named Ed Fish, and we talked on a regular basis. So your reason for getting involved, I guess you started out as a fan, you watched it, and then the next step was go-karts? Yeah, my uh, my mom and my dad uh, were, were avid dirt track fans and uh, started taking me to Lernerville. I think I was two years old or something, and um, and grew up watching sprint car races and by the age of 12 i uh began racing go-karts 12 or 13 um and from there i was hooked well you started in the carts around 2003 does that sound right yeah yeah cool now uh one question i i like to ask the drivers is uh your race shop is it near home or is it standalone building somewhere else um, it's a it's it's a standalone building at home, so it's a it, it's it's a larger garage behind the house. Well, that's convenient because getting back and forth for meals or whatever, and just being able to go out when you have a little bit of time. Because I don't think the fans realize how much time you have to put in to maintain a race car. It's it's almost like having a second job. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of work that goes behind uh, keeping a car on the track and especially putting the time in to make it fast. All right, now you've been a driver, car owner, and a crew chief for your team. Have you ever had any involvement with any other teams as a crew member or something like that? Not as a crew member. Um, I've driven for some couple other teams here and there for uh, first some stints through my career, but but um, never really worked on a on another crew. Who were some of the teams you dro- you drove for? Um, well, I've driven a non-wing car for Tom Berkey. I uh, drove for Ray Marshall for a couple uh, non-wing shows. Um, I've driven for Ryan Prosser here and there the last couple seasons. Um, last year we ran about twenty races on the All Star Tour with Brian Grove. Um, just a bunch of different opportunities that I've gotten over the years. Pretty good resume. Now, in the carts, you were there 03 to 06. Then you went into the limited sprints 2007, 8, and 9, and then into the 410s. I got into those at 2010. Um, Like you gradually moved up the uh, ranks the way you should, and so many good sprint car drivers started out in carts and my favorite examples, you know, the Blaney's, uh, Dave and Dale, A.J. Flick. It just seems like if there's a good sprint car driver somewhere, they probably spent some time in the go-karts. Uh, question I like to ask the drivers, uh, what's the best part of racing? Well, I guess the the, the challenge every week, and, um, and especially when all the hard work pays off and you can actually park it in victory lane, um, but... But definitely the the challenge to try to make your car faster and and put your mind to you know finding speed. I don't think the fans could appreciate the feeling you have when you're sitting in the car and the photographer hands you the checkered flag and you got to get that picture taken. That's a moment to savor because uh, it takes a lot of work to get there. Oh, for sure. 
Now, if you're just joining us, fans, we're talking to Brandon Spithaler. Uh, Brandon, so far this year, has seven wins. Any idea on uh, with the sprint cars how many total wins you have? Um, I tried. He asked me. I tried to uh, add them all up. I think it's somewhere around thirty, yeah. give or take. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, do you have a favorite driver? Um, growing up, I run a twenty-two because when I was little, I liked Hodgson Shield in the in the Pennzoil twenty-two. Um, but I mean. He was some, someone that I thought was exciting as a little kid, but, I mean, there's a lot of good drivers out there nowadays. How about today when you're racing? Who do you consider your toughest competition? Well, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of – there's a good group of cars locally that are that are pretty good, but then if, if you, you know, traveling with the Fast Series, there's a good group of cars, and we tend to run – about 20 all-star shows a year, even though we're not on, not running the whole thing. I mean, regionally there's, you show up, uh, especially like when we ran those couple, uh, the high limit shows that we've run and plan to run this year. I mean, there's, you show up to places and there's not really that many slow cars anymore. Yeah. The talent pool in sprint car racing around here is pretty deep. And, uh, on any given night at Lernerville, you got to be on the A game and get a good starting spot to, uh, get the job done. Uh, I ask about hobbies. I, I can't imagine you would have any time for hobbies. Not too much. Uh, in, the, I mean, in the fall and the winter, there's a little bit of downtime and, try to try to make up for dragging my wife to every racetrack in the country on on the weekends during the summer and and uh and 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 do kind of whatever she wants to do a little bit but uh yeah i mean outside of racing there's there's not many hobbies that aren't racing related i'll put it that way well you're a wise man for two things first of all you married a very attractive young lady whose family was in racing, so it wasn't like she came into this blind and didn't know what to expect. And then the fact that you take the downtime when you're not racing and say, hey, what do you want to do? That's, uh, that's a wise man. If we look down the road, what would you say some of your long-term goals are? Well, we're uh, obviously this year we're shooting for the the fast on dirt series championship um hopefully we can keep putting together some some good runs and see if we can pull that out um we've got three wins with them so far and currently leading the points so we'll see hopefully i don't jinx myself um but as far as long-term goals we're still chasing an elusive all-star win the closest i've come is third we have multiple top fives over the years um and one podium which it's stiff competition, but like to like to get one of those, and once you get one, it should prove you can do it, and try to get some more. Um, and then obviously, you know, tend to run as many outlaw shows as we can within a four-hour distance of home, probably. So obviously, you know, they're the best of the best. But if we can manage to beat them, that would be great. I guess uh, an elusive goal would be a full-time ride with one of the sprint teams, uh, that would be really nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> currently, um, it's, I mean, I, I got, I got a lot of help from, 
from Tom Berkey and some and some good crew guys um, and my wife. Um, they you know they help make it possible, but we're we're a small team. We're not a lot of not a lot of people do uh, do a lot um, as far as spread between you know driving the truck and the car and weekly maintenance and so on and so forth. It would be it would be nice to um, to to try to work towards a full-time ride if an opportunity would present itself but definitely be interested in the conversation that's for sure that uh, when you got the talent it's just finding a team that uh, has an open seat and there's not a lot of those looking at your resume 2009 sharon speedway limited sprint champion 2013 lernerville speedway 410 sprint champion both very impressive. But to get this done, you have to have a good crew. Let's take a minute and mention and thank your crew. Well, <clears throat> my wife, first and foremost, um, she goes to almost every race and helps sell T-shirts, and I put her to work a little bit in the in the pits as well. Um, Scott McClymans helps out uh, at home and, and at the racetrack. Um, Zach Morrow helps out when he when he can and um, when they need a fill-in assistant. And uh, Travis Sharp puts in some work in the shop as well. Um, and I couldn't do it without those guys. How about your sponsors? It takes a couple of bucks to do this. Let's acknowledge the people that are helping you out there. Yeah, for, for I mean, most folks probably know by now that um, I wouldn't be where I'm at without the help of Tom Berkey. And, uh, and with that, that superior tank and trailer and Ravens trailer, um, they helped me out considerably. Um, <clears throat> then obviously, uh, Tony Burke trucking, um, advanced auto out of harmony PA. There's not a whole lot of other sponsors on the car. Um, I get a lot of, uh, have a lot of good associate sponsors as far as, as far as products that I've kind of been loyal to and have, have been loyal to me over the years uh be a headers kaiser wheels triple x chassis fk indy shocks um the list goes on there's uh, a lot of good people that we've kind of built relationships with over the years and and have helped make this thing go fast Every- uh, i don't want to don't want to forget scoville design uh-huh. make the thing look good how about is two seven manufacturing still with you yeah, sorry, that's uh, that's Zach Morrow. Yeah, two seven manufacturing has uh, he jumped on board and um, <clears throat> kind of jumped out on his own and starting fabbing stuff and makes really quality quality equipment and he's always always interested in making something new and challenging. So um, give him a call. Well, if there's a team out there looking for a real good driver, can I give him your phone number? Sure, seven two four. 602-5105. That number again, 724-602-5105. If, you got a, if you're looking for a good driver, Brandon's your man. Now, we're coming up on a commercial. Any closing thoughts? No, I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Hopefully, we can keep rolling on the We've had built some pretty decent momentum this year and have been running fairly consistent. So if we can keep that going, be happy and maybe get a couple more wins, that'd be great. And a special thanks to my wife, Nikita. 
All right. Well, you have a nice day. I thank you for being with us. And I'd like to see that seven wins bump up to maybe seven more. So good luck for the remainder of the season. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my uncle Paul Bush and father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342. Be sure to check out Victory Lane at the end of today's program. We have information there from Lernerville, Jennerstown, Hummingbird, and Tri-City. I think you will enjoy it. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Great change. We're going to grab a word right now with Zane Farrell. Zane, it's been, what, about five years the last time you came to Victory Lane. That was with a late model. Ended up, you were partners with uh, Willie Rebar in the car, and you guys separated. You came out with this pro stock this year, or this year or last year, and I'll tell you what, fast time last night, won the feature today. Could it be a better weekend? Oh, I, 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 this is a dream weekend. This is a, this is a storybook, man. This is straight up a fairy tale. But uh, I can't believe it. You know, coming out last night and putting, putting it down fastest lap. You know, I'm pretty sure we broke the track record here for pro stocks. And uh, to come out here, redraw second, and start in the front row. Starting in the front row here, it's huge. You know, in this class, like if you, you start in the back, you finish in the back. You start front, you start, you finish in the front. The cars are so even in this class. You know. It's, it feels good. I, I, I can't. I, I'm speechless over this weekend. I've never had a better weekend in racing than this weekend. You know, what did you find? Sometimes when a lot of teams, they wreck a car, and it, it's basically a kick in the butt, and the car turns around. You've been nice to it. I mean, you haven't beat on it or anything, but, man, this past weekend, I mean, it's been the fastest thing here. Yeah, it's a good car. You know, this was always a good car. You know, in the, in the quote, the great Han Solo always says, she may not look like much, but she got it where it counts. So, I mean, it was a fast car this weekend. You know, Ing- I got to thank Ingram, Ingram Engines. He built a hell of a motor, you know, and uh, all my guys on this car, and especially huge shout-out to Billy, Billy Rebar for me. You know, he, stuck around, he stuck it out with me for you know, a couple of years, and we had a lot of success with everything. But, you know, I, can't, I couldn't have done it without him on any of the late model stuff, and even he had a little bit of input on this car too. So, I, you know, big hats off to him. <laughs> What are the plans? I mean, rumor had it you were thinking about retiring and throwing in the towel, and now you got the win. Is this going to be the kick in the ass you need to keep you coming back for the next five years? Uh, I don't know. You know, we we, we don't really got a lot of money into it. We're a little money right now, but uh, this is something we're going to have to. Uh, we have at the end of the year, we'll evaluate. You know, this is a this is a step in the right direction, but um, you know, uh, I don't know what the future holds. So we'll see what happens. Take it one race at a time, but. Man, this is Zane Farrell Racing, um, LNS Machine Company, car number 14. 
it was definitely fast. And luckily it was 20 laps because with the white flag Campbell in a 93, it, he went from fourth to second. And, you know, you, you, were, you ran a very consistent, smooth race. And that's what it takes with these crate motors. But I do have one question for you. You mentioned earlier that Mike Ingram builds you a motor. How do you build a crate? Well, you know, he, he builds it. He builds it. We go under the rush certification, so it builds it. To, he builds it within specs and puts his puts his seals to it under the uh, rush series. You know, I can't thank them enough for you know sanctioning us and everything they do. And uh, I, I got to throw in another. I know I forgot in my interview. My um, it's, uh, the series sponsor for this class too. Uh, One Stop Auto Sales. You know, I can't thank them everything they do for us. Well, race fans, be sure to keep an eye on the LNS machine car number fourteen, Zane Farrell. Zane, thanks and congratulations again. Thanks again, Howie. See you again. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, this is Howie Bayless with Rapid on Racing. And right now we're going to grab a word with the driver who picked up a career first in the one-stop Pro Stocks at the Jennerstown Speedway, the Vince's building, car number 93, Mr. Dan Campbell. And for those fans who used to go to Jennerstown back in the mid-90s, the name Dan Campbell, car number 93 brings back a lot of memories. Dan, a former Pure Stock champion at the track, also won features in the Street Stocks, took some time away. But, Dan, welcome back to racing, and more importantly, welcome back to Victory Lane. Thanks, Howie. It's it feels good to be back, and especially good to be back in Victory Lane after such a long layoff. Uh, I started to doubt whether I had the ability to put a car in Victory Lane, uh, but we we kept working on the car and got it to a point where it was competitive, and uh, you know everything worked it our way last week, and we we put her out front, and uh, we hope there's a few more of those before the end of the year. 
when you quit, you were running in what was the old pro stock division, which was a late model chassis. And I believe back then you were running a Howe chassis. When you came back, you purchased a car off of uh, Chantel Gurmack, a port city. And you're the ideal driver that they wanted for the pro stocks. To go out there and buy that older late model chassis. And you're living proof that you can take those old cars and make them as competitive as the new ones. Yeah, when they when they brought the Pro Stock Division back, um, a friend of mine, Jeff Giles, the number 50 car last year's champion, um, I, I gave him a hand reluctantly because I knew what would happen if I was around a race car too long. And, uh, and, and, and that's indeed what happened. Um, but it was the ideal division to get some old competitors and some new competitors in uh, a little bit less expensive than <clears throat> the late model class. Um, and the opportunity presented itself. Chantel had a, an older Port City for sale, and um, we decided to make that move. Um, when I raced before, I, I ran out of funds. I didn't have enough money to have the the motors that everybody else had and the tires and so on and so forth and this division presented it's an opportunity to 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 have that and to, to have as good an equipment as everybody else um with an older car but um the, the car is a good car and, and we put a front clip on it this year in in our shop uh, a newport city front clip and got the bugs worked out of that and uh, i think we got a pretty good race car um and it, and, it, and it feels good, but this is an awesome division. There's so much good competition in this division and really good, clean racing, uh, which makes it uh, that much more fun to be back here competing. When you decided to get back into racing, did you have anything left from back in the late 90s when you basically retired so you could focus on your family? Absolutely not. We sold everything that had anything to do with racing or gave it away to other competitors. Um, when I raced back in the 90s, I didn't even have a garage. I would sometimes work on our pure stock and street stock in the uh, garage attached to the house, and you had to lift the door up to walk around the front of the car. About five years ago, um, I built a garage at my place. It's 36 by 48, um, really nice garage. For my son and I to build a uh, like a tractor trailer, an old Peterbilt show truck, um, and so now I have a really nice shop to work on a race car. But we have been slowly buying and building the tools that it takes to compete at this level and in this division. So no, I didn't have anything left, and and I'm acquiring stuff. And I even said to my girlfriend the other day, I said, you know, because we don't know how long we're going to do this, because it is a huge commitment, takes a lot of time, and um, I'm not too far away from retiring and uh, we want to do a little traveling and so on but i told her i said i'm not sure i can walk away you know next year because i've i've put all this stuff back together to to race so we're probably going to be looking at running at least next year i'm not sure whether it'll be full season or not but yeah to answer your question i had nothing left and we're we're getting back to where we have just about everything we need to to compete on a weekly basis now, I can remember back when you were running the pure stock and the street stock, and you always had the biggest smile when your kids got to come to Victory Lane. When you won that feature recently at the Jennerstown Speedway, 
I think the smile might have been a little bit bigger when you got to have your grandkids come to Victory Lane. What was it like to go full circle from the kids to the grandkids? Well, it was bittersweet, actually, but it was really cool to have both my grandsons, uh, Weston and Levi. Um, The bittersweet part of it was, as I stated in the interview, my son, and he corrected me, he was only six years old the last time I won a feature, and now he's my crew chief. He didn't turn seven until October that year. but he couldn't be here last week because of a commitment to be in a wedding. So the bittersweet part of him not being here, experiencing that first win that we've worked so hard to get, uh, but having my grandsons both here uh, along with other family members was, was just awesome. What was it like when you climbed back behind the wheel after 20-plus years of not doing that was it like riding a bike you just it came natural or did you get those rookie jitters again surprisingly it did come back relatively quick and we got a lot of phone calls and a lot of people come up to us and said uh man you didn't miss a beat uh when we put this car together and come out we were fast right off the bat and i think maybe the third or fourth race we run in this car we almost won we were led 19 of the 20 laps unfortunately we got passed by my buddy jeff giles in the 50 car um on the last lap and um we were you know we were disappointed that we didn't get that last lap and get that first feature win but then equally disappointing or even more so as we kind of progressively went the wrong way um and, and then all the updates we did on the car over the winter that should have made us faster when we come out, we were slower even yet. And uh, it was very frustrating. And it wasn't until about five weeks ago where we turned a corner with the car. And it doesn't take much with these cars to be off to not be competitive. Um, but no, to answer the, the, the original question, it was kind of like riding a bike. I, I drove it down into one and... Uh, it all came back, and uh, the rest is history. Now, you got your start as part of uh, Team Audi, Larry Heminger Racing. You were uh, you were one of the last uh, pure stock drivers that they had that won a championship for them. But where did the number ninety three come from, and did you? How did you get that ride with Bill Audi and Larry Heminger? Well, in in ninety three. Um, my employer at the time, Rick Swanovic, um, had done some business with Larry and and through conversation. And Rick was involved with Brad Cole Racing and so on. And and Rick came to me and said, hey, there's an opportunity for you to possibly, because Rick knew I drove a car when I was young. Um, but he said, there's an opportunity for you to possibly drive a pure stock for Larry Hamburger at Jennerstown if you'd like the opportunity. And I said, absolutely. And I, I went to Larry's shop and talked to him, and he, he agreed to let me drive the car a couple times that year. And uh, I drove the car, I think, two times, and, and I begged Larry to let me drive the car the rest of the year. And he said, no, I couldn't do that because he had commitments to other people uh, to allow them to drive it. And it turned out that there was only one other week that I missed that that there was another gentleman ran the car. I can't even remember who that was. And then I got to run the car the rest of the year. And we actually won a feature late that year. And we won Rookie of the Year. 
and um, I made a deal with Larry to run that car, basically take that car as my own lease per se, the car for him in the, the 94 season. And we had a, a terrific season in 94, I believe of the 16 races we run, uh, we finished in the top two 12 times. Uh, one finish out of the top five, which was a sixth place finish. Um, and we won the championship that year. And then Larry subsequently sold that car to, um, I believe it was a Murphy. Uh, and I bought Larry's street stock, uh, which I believe was Mike's street stock, and moved up to the street stock division. And those guys build really good cars. Bill Audi, uh, I mean, the name just speaks for itself, and his son carries on that, that legacy today here at Speedway. Um, but um, we, we we went on to uh, tie for a championship in 96 with that car, only to lose to Kelly Shawless with, uh, he had one more second place finish than, than we did. Um, and then I moved up to the late model division um, and and tried to run that for a few years till we we just didn't have the funding to do that. And that's that's what caused our exit from the racing. Now, one thing that I will say is you've been very consistent. Vincent Builders has been with you, honestly, I think, since the Pure Stock. Yeah, Vince Building has been with our car um, since the since the get go, um, and Ameriserve is another primary sponsor of mine. Now they just come on the car two years ago, and and it's their first. Um, time sponsoring a local racing i don't know if they've ever been into uh, racing at all but um i'm i can't be any more happy to have them on the hood of the car and and uh you know represent their their bank and um it it takes sponsorship to to make this whole deal work and as i stated in the interview last week um you know we really hope that the fans, and it doesn't have to be my sponsors, anybody that's out here competing, anybody that sponsors any event here at the track, uh, please, you know, support them because without them, this, this racing doesn't exist. And I got to ask one more question. Um, when you got to pull into victory lane, was that smile more relief or just getting that monkey off your back to prove to everybody who said, you know, Ah, oh, you're too old to do this. Um, you know, come on, grandpas aren't race car drivers. They're 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 driving the grandkids, not the race cars. Was it more of a relief, or just getting that monkey off your back to prove that you know what, I can still do this? I think it was a combination, and and really, I didn't have anybody. Most of the people that know me supported me and said, "You still can do it. You just you you don't have the car to do it with." I doubted myself more than other people doubted me, I believe. Um, if you get the opportunity to watch my GoPro video, you'll see as soon as I get straight off of four, the elation, because my right fist is pumping the whole way down the straightaway and across the, uh, the start-finish line. Um, the monkey on my back, uh, and, and, and I did, I had, I had a stuffed monkey that I had my girlfriend bring to victory lane and I set it on my shoulder and then I threw it down on the track, um, because I felt like I had a monkey on my back. I, um, you know, I, I almost won early last year and then went the wrong way and, uh, I just felt like I had a monkey on my back and it felt good to get that monkey off my back. But the smile was huge. The smile remained huge. Uh, and we experienced the, 
both ends of the spectrum that night because we ran twin features and unfortunately about lap five of the second feature I got caught up in a wreck on the on the back stretch and, and tore my car up and didn't get the opportunity to finish that race and and I've told quite a few people I think we had a better car in that second feature last week than we did in the in the win uh, but that's just how the cards fall um, we got a pretty good car tonight as well, so uh, my son's here. So we're we're hoping that uh, you know the the race gods are with us and uh, we get to park it out front again. Race fans, be sure to keep your eye on Dan Campbell in the Vince Building, car number ninety three. Dan, I want to thank you for your time, and I know you guys got to get ready. You have a race to run after the one fifty. So uh, good luck. Thank you, Howie. The dog days of summer can't compete with the heat that Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will bring in the month of August. Come and be captivated by a symphony of roaring engines, cheering crowds, and an electric atmosphere that is known as Dirt's Monster Half Mile each Saturday night. On August 5th, $6,000 is on the line for the 34th annual Chuck George Steel City Classic featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. August 12th will be a racing night in Pittsburgh featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. The inaugural Hindsight Hustle presented by 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models takes place on Saturday, August the 19th. The month rounds out with a kid-focused, jam-packed night on August 26th. It's round number two of the Hobby Stock Triple Crown Series featuring the Wee Willie White Memorial, the duel before the shootout for the four-cylinders, kids' bike races, a vendor show, fireworks, and more. Visit ppms.com today for your tickets. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Just to echo what George said, Douglas, that was pretty exciting. I was starting to lose my voice. I'll tell you what. How about your voice? Were you screaming at them cautions thinking, I don't want any more restarts? They were throwing everything at you. Yeah, that, he was killing me with them restarts, man. He was right there, and I couldn't I couldn't screw up an inch. And the car was decent, but it, I knew if he got by me, I don't know that I could have got back around him. So I had to do what I had to do to keep up front. Talk about tire preservation. Was that on your mind, or was it just about getting to the front and trying to hold on to the front? Yeah, the first 30, we just rode, you know, pretty much I'm sure everybody did. And we changed a little bit, and I'm not sure we should have touched it, but it wasn't quite as good as the first round. But uh, it was plenty good enough. If we, I'm sure we got to pressure it, I'd have found a little bit more. 
You know, Doug, we did this at Winburn. We've done this at Bedford. We've done it at Thunder Valley. And now, what an honor it is to get to do it with you here in Victory Lane at Jennerstown Speedway. Congratulations to you. Connemal Township High School Class of 1995. No, you're just a young kid yet. How about paying some bills? I talk about Ray DeLappy and Total Mobility Services and the best little bar on the Pike, Jim and Jimmy's, but I know there's a lot of other folks you want to thank. Yeah, I appreciate all of them, especially Ray and the DeLappies for letting me and RJ come play. He really gives us everything we need. Uh, Jim and Jimmy's certified lift. Holstrom and Clark boys, I hope you guys have fun. Uh, uh, Vroom Auto, Black Specialties, Doug came and helped me this week. I really I was just going to say, how cool is it to have a Hall of Famer in Victory Lane with you? Yep, he's the man. I need anything. He's there and a phone call. Uh, Carlson and Nelson Therapeutics, Mox Barbershop, uh, Jet Racing Engines, On Time Body and Graphics, Barry Audi and his guys. Anytime I need to have a question, I call them. He helps half the field, but I, I appreciate all their help. Uh, Crow Design. Uh, Yoder Equipment, um, everybody, my family, my wife, we did a pile of work the last couple of weeks and I thank her for putting up with me and helping do anything we need and all my guys, we don't do pit stops but I think that did pretty good. Absolutely, great job. Hopefully we'll have a party tomorrow night down at Jim and Jimmy's. What do you say with all them motorcycles? Yeah, sounds good to me. I also like to thank my brother for walking me through that race. That was that was fun. I don't know how them guys do 400 laps, I'll tell you that. I mean, I don't have much, I don't watch much NASCAR races, but I got a lot more respect for them after running more than 20. Congratulations. Hey, your daughter already laid claim to the trophy. So, honey, come on over and get it. It's all yours. Anyway, everybody, how about a nice round of applause? The winner of the inaugural Fama Construction Mod Squad 60, Doug Lesnar. Come on out here, Gary. You worked hard for that one. You and that cat in that 75 been doing it a lot of years, and tonight was just another one of those special nights where you guys battled bumper to bumper. I know you're looking in your rearview mirror. You had to know he's there, and you were not, you could not afford a mistake, could you? Absolutely not. But you know, one thing I can tell you running with Barry, you know, he's going to run you clean. I mean, that, that was just. Wasn't worried about that, but uh, he definitely was putting the pressure on. Absolutely. He certainly made it interesting. Talk a little bit about, you haven't been on the track for probably three hours. Were you at all concerned about track conditions, changing climatic conditions, or anything like that? Or was it just, you know what, we look good in the heat race, and this is what we're going to do for the feature? I was just worried about my old body being able to take it. It was getting tired. Is this past your bedtime? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I tell you, I, I got to call and give Rob and them guys a hand. This car was a dream to drive tonight. Uh, we messed the things up last week at the uh, Masters, and he definitely got her hooked up tonight. Well, congratulations. Listen, I know there's a ton of effort uh, and hard work and time that goes into preparing this hot rod each and every week, plus a lot of people put their financial support into this car as well. So why don't you go ahead and pay the bills? Well, I definitely want to thank Rich and Joan Pallagrudo, John Morocco, his wife, Larry and his wife, Without them, we wouldn't be here. Uh, Stone and Company, Megan Ford, um, Courtyard Catering, R&R um, uh, &R Tree Service, Hanson Aggregate, um, uh, Espy's Meat Market. I mean, without these people, we couldn't do this.
Well, congratulations, because without you, we wouldn't have a place to come and enjoy all of our heroes. Congratulations, Gary Wiltrot. You're a great competitor, a great winner, and someone's going to get a very... Gary's going to make some little one very, very happy. That little guy's going to take that hardware home and remember it for a long time. All right, Gary, again, congratulations. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Ryan of Memorial, Matt Williamson. All right, well, tell us about the pass on the 318. It looked like they're in traffic. It, it was awful hard to get around. Yeah, Eric ran a great race. Um, you know, I come down here when Bob was still alive, and um, I spent a night down here with Eric and Bob, and we drank a lot of beers. So I knew him and Bob were close, and um, he ran a really great race. I mean, that was... Uh, it was tough to take away that one, but, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's putting on a show for the fans, and hopefully they enjoyed it. And um, I know it's a long tow down here to race. Um, what's it like getting to race with the Western Pennsylvania drivers? I love it. I have for years. I mean, me and Cooter have been best of friends for, you know, since we started coming down, and I always enjoy coming down and BSing with them and, um, you know, Chaz and, and everybody else down here. I mean, it's 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 a totally different style of racing when you enjoy the people you race with and um that's uh that's what it is coming as soon as we turn left in erie there on the 79 that's what we get down here so um this one wasn't too bad two and a half hours from my house so um we'll certainly take this one all right ian a chance to thank crew members everybody to help you park it man yeah obviously my crew that came down i really got to thank them um wayne at snw service center um strange oval um He's here somewhere. Um, yeah, Strange Oval. Uh, you know, everybody, it's a big group effort that makes this deal happen. S&W Service Center, like I said, Integra Shocks, Ibox Springs, um, Finger Lakes Performance, um, Optional Hose, Marin Drywall, Packer um, Brothers Trucking. It's a big, big team effort. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear you wear the Rattle Memorial Mellon After a rain out the previous week, Hummingbird Speedway was back in action. The weather was beautiful. There was a full schedule on the card, six regular classes, plus the PA Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modified Series. Two makeup features from a July rainout were held at the conclusion of the racing program. Picking up victories in the regular features were Fuzzy Fields, Pro Stocks, Dwayne Brooks, Super Late Models, Josh France in the Four Cylinders, and Nick Erskine in the Semi-Lates. Steve Simon scored in the Econo Mods and Jake and Jake Foradori in the Pure Stocks. PA Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modified winners were Jim Kerpakis and Tim Harris. Rounding out the evening program was Josh Sipple picking up the makeup feature in the Pro Stocks and Ben Lehane in the Four Cylinders. Soderman succeeds, Kenny closes. Simple, solid, and you're a undefeated at Tri-City Raceway Park. Jack Soderman Jr. regained the lead when Mark Smith lost a power plant while running for his third win of the weekend in western Pennsylvania. Soderman continued without a significant challenge and took home the $4,000 for the 410 sprint cars. Also capturing wins at Tri-City Raceway Park were Mike Kinney, a first-time winner in the 358 Modifieds, Josh Sippel in the Pro Stocks, and Matt Ure in the four-cylinder Mini Stocks.
I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Brown. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again. Just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.
Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all, stand on it.